What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Chris Moore, Elite Business Advisors. And uh, I got a special episode for you guys today because Chris brings a systematic perspective to your painting business. And uh, I'm excited to have you, man. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you guys. And uh, I always love chatting business with you. So I'm excited to hear what we're diving into. Yeah, man. I mean, I told you, you asked, you know, what's the agenda? I said, I don't have one, man. We just come off the top. We're going to talk a little bit about business. We're going to talk about strategy. Let's first outline who we want to serve today are those people uh, who are operating a business. They're in the day-to-day operations. They're struggling to kind of get, I mean, to to them, you know, I've been underwater with business, man. I know what it feels like. It's like each day is like, it's a survival mission. Um, I can imagine hearing these conversations about people that seem to have it figured out. I'm going to ask you, Chris, do we ever have it figured out? Nope. It's called being an entrepreneur, brother. Never. So there'll never be a time we haven't figured out, but there's some, there's some uh, checkpoints along the way that at least make you feel like you're progressing. And I think that's one of the cool things about what you offer. So I want to get into kind of like who you are, what got you into it. Yeah. um, And, and really why you are qualified to aid a painting business owner in the next step of their journey. Yeah, no, that's great. I don't know that I am qualified. So let's just start there. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I spent a decade in the painting industry myself. Uh, I started with a company called Student Painters when I was in college at 19 years old. I spent seven years with them. Uh, When I left that program, uh, after running the St. Louis, Missouri region, I ended up starting my own painting company knowing that consulting, coaching, advising is what I wanted to do long-term. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to be focused 100% in the painting industry like we are now. Um, I thought I was going to be working with all kinds of business owners all over the map. Uh, and we did that at first, and it was exhausting. Uh, but yeah. 2020, I made the full-time switch to Elite Business Advisors. So we're six years in business total, uh, four years full-time focused now. And, uh, you know, so... myself, everybody on our team, we've all ran a painting company. We have experience with that. And to me, I think that's a huge thing because we actually understand what painting contractors are going through, right? We've been in their shoes. We've had to fire painters. We've hired painters that didn't show up on the first day. We're not just a business coach that's teaching off a theory like all of us have tried uh, tried and true applied, you know, everything that we're teaching people. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love that. I think, you know, you have to have, you have to, I, I'm a proponent of this, especially drip jobs, man. You know, I think one of our strategic advantages is, is um, I, I am I am the customer. Um, and you can see things right. from the perspective of your customer. There's no speculating. Um, yep. Super cool, man. So so in terms of like, in terms of strategy, you have a painting business owner. He's, let's say he's doing $250,000 a year. Um, yep. Not quite sure how he got there, but he got there. He's kind of coming off of a hot yeah. year. January's been slow because that's he wasn't ready for it, and uh, right he's fighting for work, man, fighting for it. And and the idea of growing yep. beyond his means is scary. The idea of having hey, yeah. we hear it, hire, spend money on marketing. Yeah, what's the advice to that guy? Yeah, man, um, maybe look into landscaping. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, you know, I think you know. Listen, everybody goes through. I call it the entrepreneur roller coaster. Uh, one of my favorite books out there by Darren Hardy, he called it the entrepreneur roller coaster. And it's probably one of my top, it's definitely my top three favorite entrepreneurship books. 
And I think it's so freaking true what we go through as entrepreneurs. And I say we, right? Like here at Elite Business Advisors, we can still be on a roller coaster. I'm sure you there with Drip Jobs, Tanner, you guys sometimes still on a roller coaster, right? Like entrepreneurship and no matter where you grow your company and what you do, it doesn't change, right? There's always going to be a roller coaster. And so I think for somebody in that situation, truthfully, um, you know, there's got to be a couple of things that we look at, right? Like one, is there any capital in the business, right? To run with anything. And number two, how do we, how do we grind through it and then get back to better days? Uh, you know, one thing that I'm a huge proponent of year round is organic marketing, relationship marketing. How do we grow our business through our happy, satisfied previous clients, right? I think that's it. I think that's a market that most painting contractors, and I would say 90, 95% don't really tap into well. Uh, we're doing a talk on that at Expo, uh, PCA Expo coming up the end of February, all on that topic. And when you dive into that deep, it's easy to pull from those relationships and those hard times, right? How can we get leads without having to spend a lot of money? So what's the cash look like? Sure. Uh, and then as far as growing beyond your means, um, that's just, you know, you got to baby step it, right? You don't go from one or two painters, probably if you're doing 250 to seven painters tomorrow, right? You hire the third one. And then the fourth one is usually the biggest step because now you're on crew number two, yeah. right? And then five and then six. So, you know, understand that there's a lot of baby steps in place and having somebody like myself and all the other great companies out there to kind of guide you along the way is just a, a it's kind of like the safety net for you, if you will. It's crazy, man. The jump from one crew to two crews is like having two kids. Um, like you'd think that like, yeah. naturally you would think like when you have one kid, you know, okay, well, it'll be the same amount of work as having the second, second child, um, as a father yeah. too, yeah. it's almost like 1.5 to two X, the amount of work. Um, and hundred percent, one thing that I guess I want to try to say, it's going to be hard to get it to come out, but there's so many things that it's not just selling two jobs. It's not just producing two jobs. It's not just, it's managing two to three more people. It's managing double the customers. It's managing, yeah. and, and it's having to refine the systems along the way at the same time. And getting to right. two crews in and of itself is one of the greatest accomplishments that a painting business owner can get to. Because if you do that, yep. then you could do anything. That transition from one to two, for me, it took me... It took me a year and a half to actually yeah. confidently get to two and keep two jobs running. It took me another year and a half to do three and get three crews running. Now we have three running full time every day, yeah. back to back. Yep. And it's almost like hitting the lottery, Chris. Like if you go from yeah. zero to a million dollars, you're going to blow that money because you just don't have the discipline. You're you're, you're not, you're, you don't have the skill sets to be able to keep that and grow it. And it's the same thing with, yep. with, with getting to that second or third crew. Would you agree? hundred percent, man. And I think for me, like, you know, the clients we have that have one crew, you know, one to three painters, you know, we typically focus in on two things. Number one systems, right? How do we start to systematize the business for the job site to where you don't have to be there? And then how do you start to systematize everything else inside your business, right? Because you as the owner tracking their hours, if you're not there every day, you got two crews, now you got four people, it starts to become a little bit harder, right? We need a system to help track time is an example. Sure. Um, you know, another thing with that is leadership development, right? Like for me, before you jump off into crew number two, you need to have a pretty solid crew leader 
on crew number yeah. one, right? We did a podcast episode called five levels of a crew leader. Um, that's not a shameless plug, by the way. Um, <laughs> and you know, we, we broke through like, Hey, like, you know, level one is just like, they can, you can leave for two hours and they can like keep the job going and not burn the house down. Right. And then level two is they're doing the final walkthrough with the customers level three, they can show up without you showing up and take the work order and get the project started. Right. Like we kind of broke down, mm, like what's I five levels that, of a crew leader. Can you make that a Canva yeah. pictograph? A hundred percent. Uh, it already is. And I'm happy to share it to you. Um, <laughs> cool, email man. me. I'm happy it. to share it over. Um, you know, and then by level five, it's almost like they're, they're like a mini production manager, right? They're, they're ordering materials. They're confirming colors. Like they kind of yeah. handle scheduling. Like and that's, I mean, obviously where everybody would love to be at. Uh, and so I think you at least need somebody at that level one crew lead that can like run the job site or, you know, level two, probably where they can run the job site and you can be off focusing on building the second crew. Um, you know, cause if you've got <laughs> scatterbrain crew one, crew two, you're never going to be able to develop, right? Cause you can't leave them alone mm. to complete a project, you know? So, cause you as the owner typically are going to spend your time training and building up that second crew, right? So that's why I say we, we, we focus on systems, but then we really focus on leadership development to develop that crew leader for that first crew before you jump off into number two. I love that strategy. How invested are you in learning about the attributes of the team members of the business owners that you serve to the point where like you, yeah, you, so you, you really want to learn who they're working with so you can help them make decisions about who to elevate yep. to a new position? Or you might look at the team and say, sure. based on what you're telling me, you got nobody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I will say is going to aid in this, um, you know, hire bus is a newer thing to find the right people in the right seats. And sure. then that personality assessment that our clients are using makes that a lot easier. Um, cause otherwise, I mean, you know, we work with clients all over the U S and Canada, right? We're virtual just like you and I are right now. Um, I'm not meeting a lot of these painters, right? So we're yeah. trying to ask the right questions to the business owner to say like, Hey, you know, what are you looking for? Like, who do you have that can do this? Do you have somebody you can leave? Do you have yeah. somebody that can think through how to orchestrate a project, right? For me, a crew leader tanner doesn't have to be the, you know, best painter on the crew, right? They need to be able to lead people and to orchestrate a project from start yeah. to finish in what order makes the most sense and communicate with the customer, right? If they can do can those three things, you can be a good crew leader. Can I add something Please to that? Please do. There, there's people that could have done all those things without a shadow of a doubt but they yep. sucked at communicating with me right yep. i think naturally men yep. and this could get we could go off the the chart here but most relationship problems with men happen because the man internalizes everything right as opposed to a woman in terms of like a relationship a marriage right and if yep. that man is someone that internalizes everything and wants to figure it out, that's very bad for business, right? And it it's is. like, from the, my perspective, I need constant updates. I want to know where we're at. Yep. I want to know what the time frame is. I want to know what the problems are. And the frustration yep. that happens sometimes in my business is I'll reach out to my guys and they'll be telling me, telling me something that I got to extract out of them. And I say, why didn't you tell me? It's like, where's yeah. the communication? Then I've had people that or even, even painters that I'm kind of courting to potentially be a crew leader. And I just know that when I ask you to go do something, I don't get a text back for three hours. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're just not that type of person that understands the other side of right. the, the communication and like realizes, dude, 
I have to do this. <laughs> like I need to be yep. like, Hey, this right. is the update for today. This is where we're at. This is it. It's like, so that's also a yep. thing is being, being great with communicating with management. hundred percent, man. You're so right on that. And I think, you know, again, we see that time and again, you know, and that's how I tell people, I'm like, Hey, you don't have to be glued to your phone, right? Like if you're painting, finish rolling out the wall real quick, but like get back with me within like 10 or 15 minutes, right? Can we at least like set a boundary? Maybe if you're a crew lead every 15 minutes, if your phone's not on yeah. you, you're checking it, right? Um, you know, and there may be certain situations, you know, if you're spraying dry fall and you've got your phone out in the truck or something for 30 minutes, I get it. But, um, but you know, I think, yeah, I think communication is a huge part of that, right? And that's where you really need to develop that person into the role you want them to be. Um, yeah, it's one thing we're starting to experiment with potentially later this year is doing some on-site visits with clients um, to really spend like an entire day with them and like go to their yeah. job sites, meet their team, yeah, go do some estimates that's, with them. That's dope. Um, I like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. Um, we'll see when we get to a point where we can roll that out. You know, like everything we do here, we don't want to like jump into something and sure. uh, half do it and, you know, whatever. We want to make sure like we're really at a spot where we can support it and execute yeah. it well. So um, if that doesn't come this year, it'll be early 25. We'll start doing that. But yeah, I mean, I think we just get so much more insight on that, right? Because then it's less relying on the questions we're asking and more on getting to actually understand. Yeah, there's nothing like people. shaking hands with the team, seeing what's going on. And, ah, then, and then there's things that people yeah. just won't tell you that you're going to have to super cool man yep. um yep yeah man. yeah man i mean i think i think leadership is so important you talked about how you guys audit that um yeah. what's the next step i mean what if you run into someone that just doesn't understand the concepts of sales man like there's some people yeah. that just you know, i'll be honest chris they suck at sales you know i mean it's just one of those yep. things they don't have the emotion they don't have the awareness they don't have the maybe they don't have the the gift of gab uh, or they don't understand yep. how to build value. Are are they a lost cause, or can we put them in a system that that um, that brings out the best of them and 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 levels out the playing field? Yep. Yeah. So I don't really think anybody's a lost cause when it comes to sales. Um, you know, I think it comes more naturally to somebody probably like you and I. Um, then it does some people that are more technician based turned entrepreneurs, right? There's two paths into the industry. I came in business first, tradesman second, right? I've had to learn the craft of painting, um, you know, but then there's a lot of people that come in craftsperson first turned entrepreneur and there's nothing wrong with it. There's not, you know, a right or a wrong. There's pros and cons to both sides of it, truthfully. Mm. Um, with that being said, you have a lot of, you know, a lot of people, the, the typical path is, I would say, and I'm blanket statement in this, 80% of the industry comes in craftsperson first, turned business owner, yeah. if not more. And they, they don't have that natural sense of sales, right? And so right. for me, what we want to focus on, and we focus on this with all of our clients, is I always say we want to make the system be the magic, not you, right? Yeah. Because as, as the owners, you, myself, and our businesses and, and painting companies alone, we can be the best salesperson in the world, but at some point, we're going to have to hire somebody for that, right? Yeah. So how do we put the right systems, tools, touch points in between. That's why I'm such a huge fan of drip jobs and what you guys do. You guys have a lot of great features in there that we can have some, some sales aids, some documents, some systems put together to where the making the sale is less reliant on the individual. All you got to do is be able to show up, hold a conversation, build trust and credibility, not be awkward <laughs> and, you know, put your numbers together, right. And kind of let the system run with it. Um, one thing that we always did is we had a, what, what we called a client manual. Uh, it was a one inch binder talked about my experience in the industry, our processes, our expectations. We had before and after pictures, Google reviews, 
we take that to our estimates, right? And I know without a doubt, Tanner, that thing sold 75% of our jobs for me, right? Amazing. Um, and so I believe, no, there's not a lost cause. You just got to have the right systems and stuff to support people and at least get them where they're closing 40%. I don't think you need to twist, twist anyone's arm. I don't think you need to have Andy Elliott, no. car salesman strategy to win in this game, win big, because no. um, I just think you need to just look for unique ways to provide value from the heart, you know? Exactly. For me, it's like I yep. had an estimate yesterday, man, and I, I, was, I was out in the field yesterday. I had to, I had to beef up the pipeline a little bit, and I like to stay sharp, Chris. Yeah. I don't like to sit in this office. So I much, like it. You know, but I know. Um, I was out there, and, and, and just, it's interesting, man, this lady, uh, this lady wasn't quite sure about painting her lanai, and I just tried to look for a way to make it worth it for her, you know? Um, she originally yeah. told me that she wanted the same color, and people usually do that because they, they're scared to pick something different, dude, you know? And I yeah. say, why are we doing the what same? What if it doesn't turn out? I, you know, and, and I put the sale aside, right? Risking frustration out of the customer. But I said, why are we doing yeah. the same color? I mean, ultimately, you're investing a good amount of money here. You know, don't you, don't you want the feeling of right. something different? I mean, or, you know, she said, well, I mean, you know, I just don't know what to pick. And then now that opens up the door, Chris, for, well, the next yep. logical conversation is about Donna, our color consultant. And here's this. Have you yep. thought about maybe doing your front door accent? on the lanai porch oh i haven't thought about that yeah. do you spend a lot of time there yes i do i said well the only time you're going to enjoy that light green accent that you're changing that's the only thing she wanted to change you know yeah. uh is when you come home from work but if you put it in here you can enjoy it every day and chris i mean just the 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 thought uh the the dialogue just changed her enthusiasm she lit up and and i created the value there as opposed to letting her guide me um, and I think these things yep. just come from just wanting the best for your customer. And I don't think you need to be for a sure. smooth talker. You just kind of have to be the type of person that knows the end goal, but also knows what your customer fears, right? And some of her apprehensions. 100%. Would you agree? Yep. No, I agree, man. And I think, uh, and I'm sure there's some data out there that maybe can prove otherwise a little bit, but I think for the most part, I always tell people like sales in the painting industry is not your typical salesperson, Right. Um, yes, there can be some benefits for somebody like yourself. I'm, I'm a big relationship selling value-based selling, right? Like I want to communicate the value. I want to build a relationship with them. Um, that's how I sell jobs, but it's not a used car salesperson. Like you mentioned, it's not door-to-door -door sales, right? Trying to sell vacuum cleaners or, you know, bundles of dictionaries yeah. like back in yeah. the nineties, like, you know, it's like customers calling you for an estimate, right? you need to go fulfill the estimate. Like they're already like half in because they're requesting an estimate for you guys, right? So we need to go follow the process, confirm that value, provide them a price. Um, yeah, there's some sales strategies and techniques in there, but it's not like trying to sell somebody that walks onto a car lot, a car that day, right? There's not a lot of techniques. There's not, hey, we'll knock 20% off if you book with us today, maybe occasionally when you're slow. But other than that, you know, it's so it's a different mindset for sales compared to what we hear a lot of sales traditional salespeople out there, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we could go on forever about sales, but I want to hit, I want to hit your, I want to know your opinion on marketing, man. What is your opinion on, on marketing? Yeah. Um, things are shifting. There was somebody the other day in our painting contractors group and they said something along the lines of Philadelphia is really slow right now. There's no work. And, it, and I could tell it was written by someone that survived off a of word of mouth for 15 years. Um, and he's, yep. He, you know, he's getting, he's disappointed with the results. Tell me a little bit about what your thoughts yep. are on that. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I think everybody needs a healthy bundle, um, you know, diversification, right? I guess there's a one word synopsis there. Um, you know, I think if there's things that are working, you keep doing it, right? But if you're all your eggs are in the word of mouth basket, um, one, again, I would argue, what are you doing to try to enhance your word of mouth, right? Are yeah. you literally just sitting in your office just waiting like for someone to call you? Yeah. Or are you, yeah, exactly. Right. Or are you trying to build a relationship with those people that have provided referrals and show appreciation and stay yeah. top of mind with yeah, them yeah, yeah. to help boost that? Right. So there's two different schools of thought on that. Um, and we always, again, we take that organic approach as far as we can. Right. But I know for a lot of businesses that peaks out. Right. Um, and so if you have all your eggs in one basket, that's a risky thing. Um, you know, I think at some point you have to start supplementing with paid advertising, right? Um, you know, and there's a difference between branding and brand awareness and like direct trying to generate leads for your business, right? And sometimes that's a hard line to balance with people. But, you know, I mean, I think there are some things out there and I know some neighborhoods are changing with this, but like lawn signs are a great, easy thing. Do you have lawn signs on every project you're doing? Mm. Right? A big strategy for us was we would put a lawn sign out and then we would get door hangers that we would have a custom either label we put on or a spot on the door hanger that says we're currently working at 213 Main Street. Um, call Chris for a free estimate. And I would put them on 100 houses in that neighborhood around that house, right? Mm. So now they're seeing our lawn sign. They're getting our door hanger. They see the address in case they don't drive by it on their way to work, right? They may know the homeowner. Hey, what'd you think of Chris and Elite Painting, right? Um, so I think work smarter, not harder, right? Whether, you know, you're putting them out as the owner, you're paying somebody to go put them out, you know, whatever that looks like. But then obviously we're getting into the digital age too, right? I mean, at some point, like I can't sit here and say Facebook ads don't work. I've seen them work really well in some cases and I've seen them not work really well in some cases. Um, but you know, at some point Facebook ads, Google ads, Google local service ads is a huge thing right now that I don't think enough people are taking advantage of. Um, every client of ours that has Google local service ads, which is different than Google ads, just to clarify, set up and running and optimized, they're getting a lot of great results with it. Right. So I think at some point, like don't put all your eggs in the Facebook ad basket. Don't put all your eggs in the Google ad basket, right? Like we need a good, healthy blend, um, you know, to kind of make sure that we can weather slower times. Yeah. Don't put your eggs in any one basket. Doesn't matter what it is. I think. Yep. Businesses survive because they pivot, you know, and they they, yep. they adjust. I use a, an yeah. example that makes sense to me as I remember. Are you familiar with Publix, the grocery chain? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. You've been you've you've been you've traveled, so you probably popped in. One I have. Day. Yeah, yeah. Panama City. Yeah, so they're big, right? Yep. Um, big chain, amazing. Um, I remember. I don't know if it probably. I'd say eight years ago. Okay. I would have never ordered groceries ever. I would have thought, man, that is the dumbest who the who is that lazy that they can't get to the grocery store um yeah right right and yeah. i just remember thinking like this is never gonna work like who's gonna yeah. trust people to pick up their fruits and vegetables and bruh yep. <laughs> you know Publix was looking at the numbers and said huh so they don't have to come There's to us that will. we can go to them yeah. and still make revenue um, hmm, sign me up, you know, and that was kind yep. of the pivot. Now here's the deal. There's some companies that adjust and say, we've got to make this, we've got to do this, even if right now it doesn't fully make sense. But the benefit of doing it is that we're taking the risk, which means we're, we're going to be one of the first, which solidifies our spot yep. as a go-to for this service, um, which is cool. 
And then the other companies who say, well, no, nah, we're not doing this. We don't feel like getting our systems in place or getting our systems in line in order to make this happen. Walmart bought jet.com, yeah. right? I don't know if you remember that. They, they just yep. said, you know what? We're not going to create the systems. We're just going to invest probably billions of dollars into an already built in shipping system. Uh, and we'll just do it that way. But they said, we have to do this because the market is starting to believe in this. That's crazy. Yeah. That's what you're doing your painting. Really, that's what I'm getting at. It's like you should, you know, you got to move, dude, or you're going to get left behind. Right, right. Like, let me put it this way: like, so our two big or a couple big like chains here in St. Louis, where I'm at, you know, Walmart. Obviously, they're pretty nationwide. Schnucks and Deerbergs are more regional based, right? Those are the two stores we always use to grocery shop at. Uh, You you mentioned it. Two kids, right? We just had our second kid in September. Business has been crazy. I've, I never would step foot in Walmart, right? Just obviously the typical Walmart, you know, stereotypes. I just hated even going there. Right. But now with Walmart delivery, which we even get the membership for free through our Amex card. Um, I I don't go to grocery stores anymore. Right. And so now all the dollars we're spending and mind you, our family's doubled in size and that will feel that in about a year on the, the grocery bill. Um, like now all that revenue is shifted to Walmart. Right. And do I, you know, again, there's a whole lot of different arguments, small businesses and other stuff out there. I'm not going to go there, but like, is a, is a general principle of exactly what you're just saying. If you're not pivoting and you're not finding out what's working, you're going to be the one left behind. Right. And you may not feel it in week one or month one, or maybe not even year one. Right. But if you've never looked at any other way to market your business and you're starting to feel that slowdown, change while you can yeah right yeah. start it, figuring it out start it like figuring that. out what it looks like like at the end of the day we don't know exactly how many people wake up each day and tell themselves that they want to get a painting estimate but the chances are even right. in a hundred mile radius if you know we could safely assume that it's at least a thousand people yeah. you know in a hundred miles easily there's not a thousand painting companies there could be but ultimately there's right. not a thousand. So it's like, how much of that market share do you want? And yeah. it's just, if you're not getting the results, it's because no one knows who the heck you are, dude. It's crazy how many people yeah. don't know who drip jobs is. Like we don't right. even, we don't even touch probably 2% of the painting market share. And it's crazy. Yeah. There's people that come to us and say, I've never heard, I've never heard of you. I know that we're going to go to the expo. And with how much yep. we do on Facebook and how many ads we run in the big Facebook group, there's going to be people there and say, I've never heard of you guys. Who yeah. are you? Right. And right. it's like, man, it's right. crazy because it we isn't think that we're known. Yeah. Right. Right. I feel like you guys are right. Until I tell a client like, Hey, you should check out drip jobs. And they're like, drip, drip. What? How, how do you spell that? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dri- nope. Drip jobs. Not hard. Right. Um, but, you know, but see, here's the thing too, right? Like some people, and here's, I think a big thing is we talk about mindset of an entrepreneur too. Some people will look at that in their own business and, and it'll, it'll be like a negative thing, right? They'll beat themselves up, man. We're not doing enough. We're not out right. there enough. We're not this. And I'm like, yeah, you can look at it like that through a five second pity party, move on with your life because what's the opportunity, right? If you've only touched not even 2% of the, the painting industry, Man, that means you got ninety eight percent of the the potential still out there. Now, will you guys ever have a hundred percent market share? Sorry, probably not. But man, like, how exciting is that, right? I feel the same way about us, right? Our yeah. podcast is out there on PCA. Like, 
I know, you know, but there's still going to be people come that have never heard of us, yeah, never heard of that are gonna that's okay, this and be like, right? I've never heard of Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I'm okay with that. Right. Cause I view it as an opportunity of like how, where can we go to continue to grow and influence and help painting contractors that don't know who we are. Right. right. Um, same thing with the PCA. We, I mean, we feel like the PCA, like everybody in the world knows that I've had a couple Sherwin reps at events that I speak <laughs> at and they're like, uh, PCA painting corporation. America? Yeah. I don't what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you know, and so I think it just, it's a natural thing, right? I think, you know, um, so with that being said, like we got to get out there, we got to get our brand out there. If people in your town don't even know you, right. Lawn yeah. signs, vehicle wraps, there's some things, again, you may not see a tangible result. Although I just looked up, we had one client sold 30 grand just from one wrapped vehicle last mm. year. Um, so I mean, it will happen. Um, that may be an anomaly, right. And that's just what they're tracking with what people are calling in with, but they might see your van or your car, and then see a lawn sign or get a flyer or see a Facebook ad, right? So um, got to get out there, get your name out there. Uh, and I think the biggest thing, I'll just throw this in there too, as we're talking about it, be smart and efficient with whatever your budget is, right? Set a yeah. budget. Hey, we can afford to spend $1,500 a month on marketing. What? How can we get the most return on our money for $1,500, right? Yeah. Don't chase every little opportunity that pops up, every little magazine that reaches out to you, every little thing. And just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to throw money here and here. Like have a plan and figure out how can we get the most out of this $1,500 a month. I love that. And you know, for me, man, I'm a big proponent of, man, if you don't know how to do something to the highest possible standard, freaking hire someone, man. Hire Stop it. trying to do everything, man. It's like, if you started a painting business and yep. have not spent more than $15,000 on getting it going and you're expecting to have a multi hundred thousand dollar business at the end of the year. It's like, dude, you're not selling like not, tiny not little things happen. here. You gotta, you gotta fork it out, man. I had a guy on the other day on the, yep. on my business breakthrough, he freaking took out a home equity loan to pay for a marketing agency. I love it. So dude, that's exactly what yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. man. It's like, you've got to invest. Exactly. You got to plant the seeds, man. So tell me, give me a pitch here. Yep. I want to hear your pitch. I think you've earned enough, uh, earned yeah. enough credit. So tell me your pitch, keep it, you know, I in appreciate a nutshell, that. but what the, what the heck do you do? Yeah. Yeah, man. So really for us at Elite Business Advisors, we help painting contractors treat their business like a business. Um, we focus in on every aspect of business from the finances, the marketing, estimating systems, getting your numbers at estimates, right? How to put a recruiting system together, how to, as we mentioned, that, that leadership development within the crews, literally 360 degree aspect of your business. We're here to help in all areas. Um, and I would say the three biggest areas people come to as far as help with their finances, right? Understanding their numbers, understanding their profitability. Are they charging enough money for their estimates? Um, the second one being that marketing help, right? How do we get our name out there and more lead generation? And the last one's just those day-to-day -day operations, right? The systems and what they need to scale and grow their business uh, and have us there to kind of guide them, um, you know, when we meet each month or twice a month as part of their package. I love that. And I think, man, at the end of the day, um, you're, you're, you're just an accountability partner too, right? I mean, like, you know, I think that's yep. super valuable, yep. man. You got to be willing to be coached. Yep. I mean, why, why go through the pain of being and stubborn and trying to figure out everything on your own when they're, when someone else has already done this, like someone already else yeah. has hit a million dollars in revenue. They'll tell you how to freaking do it. Why, why wait two yep. years to figure it out, man? That's what I love about this is like, you could go through it and think you got it under control for two years and blindly make mistakes that someone else could be like, yo, make sure you don't like, bro, just don't, just yeah. don't do that. You know? 
Yeah. And, and that's what I tell all of our clients all the time. We've got clients who've been with us for four years that are at like the sweet spot where they want their business to be at, right? It's giving them the lifestyle they want, the income they want. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, I just love having a third party perspective and accountability person yeah. that I can bounce ideas off of. Well, then they get right? the community, you know, and I tell then people get, like, you don't then they get the community, right? Exactly. I mean, the community is like the, the not like yep. the, the actually probably the most valuable thing is because now you're connected with people that are on the same mission as you. And you might, you might meet someone that hit a million with your program. And then now they're on their way to 2 million. Yeah. So now you have that guy as a yep. resource and now you guys are calling each other throughout the week and he's even guiding you exactly. uh, off the record. I mean, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. I'm a yep. big proponent yeah. that every scaling contractor, whether you're paying, I don't care what you are, but every scaling contractor needs three important things. Number one, you need a great software. You cannot scale your business without a great software. I don't care, I don't care who you are. You can't do it doesn't happen it's it's too complex there's too many leads and too many people that you need to keep track of that's number one drip jobs is solving that problem. Yep. number two you need a marketing agency you cannot run ads on your own don't try it you're going to lose money unless you plan to be a marketing agency yourself pass the ball and number three you need an accountability coach you need a coaching partner you need someone like elite business advisors my man chris here uh to help bring those two things together and then build this, build the business system in a way that it can reproduce results. Yep. I couldn't agree more, man. I love it. I love the relationship we've got. Um, you know, it's a ton of fun doing things like this. We could do a four hour episode probably on all this stuff. So <laughs> we'll have to do some more later on, but, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think everybody needs a coach in life and, and I don't just say that because of what we do. And, and I tell people like, you know, we always do a free business analysis meeting to sit down and make sure that we're a good fit for each other, right? It's not just, you know, are we the right fit for them, but do we feel like we can actually add value and help them, right? We know what our niche is. We know what our sweet spot is. Do we feel like we're the best fit for them? And, you know, and, and I tell people, like, I don't care if you work with us, you work with Conquer Consulting, you know, Breakthrough Academy. There's a ton of great companies out there in this space as well. Work with someone, man. I'd love for it to be us. I'd love that opportunity. But at the end of the day, just have someone that you work with um, I've got my own business coach. I know you do too. We need it, right? We need that extra accountability, that extra perspective. Yeah, man. I can't see everything. I can only see what's in front of me. Yep, exactly. Right. We're visionaries, yeah. right? And we need people to help us make the integration happen to where it's not dependent. Because I knock the wall down and then I need somebody behind me being like, yo, dude, just, you got to go back and you dropped your phone, you know, you <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. I love it, man. I love so, it. Chris, man, a pleasure. Um, I'll see you at the PCA expo. It's right now it's January yes. 26th. If you're listening to this, sign up for the expo. You know, one, one thing about people that I've recognized and I, I'm just a regular guy, you know, I love business. I love sales is the people that take action. Those are the ones that make it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to fail. Yep. You're going to risk things, but sign up for the expo. You might run into someone that could change the course of your business for the rest of your life. So I hope to see some of you listeners there, uh, run into Chris. Um, and, uh, if they want to get in touch with you, there's actually a link that's going to be underneath the description of this episode. It'll take you to my ultimate Perfect. business resource. Scroll down. Chris has his own card there for elite business advisors. And, uh, and he will, uh, he will connect with you, uh, there. Yes. Yes. No, I love it. I appreciate it, Tanner. This has been great. Um, you know, I, I, I look forward to Expo. I've never had somebody go to PCA Expo and tell me afterwards that it wasn't worth it or they regretted it. Right. Yeah. So I agree, man. Get there. I'd love to meet you guys. Stop by our booth. Say hi. Um, no strings attached. I uh, just Beautiful. appreciate everybody that's listening to this.
Love it, man. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Tanner.